0: You are now tuned
1: in to the Real Coach J.B. Slapdick Podcast. It's the last
0: chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it Will I take it to the top? It gonna see it's the, the last it chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see. What it's up, what up? up? Another Slapdick podcast coming at you, man, on uh Memorial 9-11. Uh, remember 9-11 today for all those uh parish souls. Uh 19 years ago today, crazy how fast time flies. Time is a thief, I always say it. Um... But the name of this show today is going to be called Show Me the Money. Uh, I got a special guest on. I'll get it to him in uh, in a couple of minutes. And uh, and uh, I want to give you the quote of the day. Uh, quote of the day, it takes nothing to join the crowd. It takes everything to stand alone. Basically, it's easy to make a left at the fucking stop sign. Hard to make a right on your own. Go be your own man, man. It's fucking easy to be average. It's hard to be damn different. Go be different, man. Uh, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. As you know, they pay the bills. Uh, I got to pay the bills. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of our control. But there is one thing you can't control, and that's shaving your balls, men. Women like it. Go fucking buy Manscaped. Get 20% off using my promo code SLAPDICK. And make sure you understand these are the best tools for your grooming experience. In fact, listeners, to so this show we'll get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Slapdick at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code SlapDick. It's time to grab 2020 by the horn. Shave that front trunk. Take your grooming game to the next level. So uh I know my guest is loving that fucking uh sponsor. So uh, I'm gonna get into uh hot topics real quick. We had what we had was uh We had what was the closest thing to normalcy last night um, as quite a few sports were on our television, in our man caves, whatever we watch sports. We had options for the first time in a while. Miami played UAB college football. It was fucking JV football, but I've already told you how I feel on that. But I guess it was a game. We had an NFL game. There was 15,000 fans who booed, by the way, for holding hands. It, It I wonder if KC boos if they hold hands for veterans or cancer walk or some shit like that. It was a joke. But again, I know the area. Trust me. Uh, they booed because it was uh, regarding black folks. And let's just call it what it is. Let, let's get this straight. Y'all can go watch a football game played by 70% brothers. But boo when it's regarding saving their lives. You fucking hypocrite fucks. Lakers dominated the game. Their defense has proven a little bit too much uh, with the emergence of Rondo. They could be hard to beat, it don't matter who they play. Clippers, Boston Heat, they have two of the best players with Rondo game experience. They could be very tough to beat, in my opinion. Uh, the JV team plays tonight. Um, they'll try to close out the, the Denver Nuggets. Um, we'll see. Um, you know, the Lakers are the older team, so if Clippers close out tonight, the Lakers going to have to close out tomorrow. So they can get the same amount of rest because, you know, the JV team had 36 days this year with fucking load management. They got to take like six days and shit. Um, the Dodgers have the best record in baseball. Not surprising. The, the surprising parts, the Padres are only four games behind the, the best season in a long time. The shortened season probably helps a team like the Padres. We all know they're a bunch of chokers after the fucking all-star break. So this is probably a blessing in disguise for them. Um, Boston, Toronto plays game seven tonight. I will never pick Kimball Walker again on DraftKings. So hopefully he shows up tonight. uh, And I will always pick fucking Lowry and fucking Van Fleet. Those two are the most underappreciated fuckers in basketball. I'm just going to be telling you. But like I said, I picked Boston in the series uh, beginning to play the Lakers in the finals. Old school style. So we'll see um, how that ends up. But we're going to get to that. Um, I got a special guest on, man. Not to keep him waiting. Um. If you guys have watched the show, Two for the Money, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Al Pacino, great flick. Uh, Well, it's it's told about this man that's going to be on with us tonight. So I want to, or this morning, I want to introduce um, Brandon Lang. Uh, Welcome him to the show. And I appreciate, uh, Brandon, you coming on. And I want to give you a little applause here. (laughs) I appreciate you, Brandon. How's it going? come on man first of all i can't I,
1: I can't shave my i can't go full commando clean I, I can't it's a weird you know my wife doesn't mind it obviously but it's i can't i i just it's like uh it's like when you shave and you put on aftershave that's how my balls feel if they're completely hairless so i can't you know <laughs> Is, wait what, up it's man does that
0: mean shave. they're burning
1: no oh, okay, okay burning i'm just saying it's that <laughs> it's like that you know it's just i don't like my balls to have that cool refreshing <laughs> feeling. I don't know. That's, that's, that's just me playboy, but man glad, to, <laughs> glad, glad glad to be on your show. Uh congrats on last chance. You great show. Yeah, I um it. you know trying trying to help these kids and, and and give them a last chance as we know. Um it, it, it's tough out there for for some of these kids just to succeed and just be be better than than their dads or those before them. So Listen, it's hard waking up every day and just putting a smile on your face for any human being. So you factor in having athletic talent and that talent potentially going to waste and then the mental anguish that comes with the fact that you wasted the talent and this is your last chance and the pressure of that great show, continued success. And um, I know I watch it and and uh, all my boys watch it
0: too. So congrats. No, nah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, appreciate you coming on. And at least you admitted though, all the women do like shave down there, but I, like I said, I don't, I don't, I can't go completely bald either, man. It's too uh, weird feeling to me, like a fucking baby, so I can't do that. See, but
1: absolutely, no,
0: no, no doubt, no absolutely. doubt about that. So, but I knew, I knew the women don't like fucking, you know, uh, Fu man fucking chung down there. So it is what it is. Uh, so what's no, up, B-Lang, man? B- go ahead. Not, what, you know, not,
1: not, not, not much. It's you know, it's football season and that. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what I do. Um, you know advising gamblers on the outcome of sport events stockbroker to sports betters and, and um, you know I'm pretty much known for my Super Bowl record 25 and three with, with the 28 Super Bowls I've picked and then of course I've hit six in a row. Chiefs were very very good to me um, yeah. in the Super Bowl was I a little nervous down down 10? Um, yeah a little bit but you know just as we saw in the whole playoffs, they came back against Tennessee they came back against Houston. Um, so, you know, you can't, you can't sweat my homies who showed last night no doubt. that one of the reasons why I use Kansas city minus the the, the points on the game is minus nine and a half. One of the reasons why was because with no OTAs, uh, with no preseason games, you've got to, as a handicapper, at least in my opinion, you've got to lean on teams that have a veteran presence, veteran coaching staff, veteran team guys that have been together. Uh, for your listeners, I don't think they realize how invaluable OTAs are for getting new people and new players and rookies in and getting implemented into your system and acquainted with how you do things. Now you take away the OTAs, now you're getting Joe Burrows up to speed on a Zoom call with the playbook of the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. All these rookies aren't getting acclimated to the fact that, listen, you're not in college anymore. You're a professional athlete. This is how we do things. And then the systems of how the NFL has played versus college some of these teams are going to be lacking a little bit behind And What you saw with Kansas City last night, they they haven't missed a beat. You watched that game last night, and you almost thought Casey was in peak mid-season form right, in right. week one of the NFL season. That's how good they look. So nice to get that first NFLW. Uh, we're 2-0 in college football as well with with uh, South Alabama last Thursday, a 12-point underdog, one outright, and then, BYU was men among boys on Monday night over Navy. So all my clients are happy we're off to a good start. But in my business, as in the coaching business, you're only good as your last win, man. No they're they're waiting for the next one.
0: No doubt. Now, let me let, me let everyone know who uh, Brandon Lang really is. So, so you were a football player. Now, and you had an injury, I know, that set you back. And then what got you into the betting deal? And what, 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 made, two, you know, what made the movie uh, come after you and, uh, and, or how that unfold.
1: Well, that's the one. The one difference is it wasn't. I wasn't a football injury. It was a basketball injury. I was, I was 26 years old. It's 19, 1989. I'm living in Las Vegas. Um, I'm in a winter league, averaging 37 a game. Um, one of the great stories I tell is that the Saturday morning pickup game is a four-game wait at the Sporting House, which is now Sapphire Strip Bar. But before then, the Sporting House, where everybody went to play pickup basketball, and Keith Starr, who's the assistant coach at UNLV at the time, is guarding me. And I am just lighting him up like Baghdad, setting him down, and then he would come back three games later, and I'd light him up again. So we sat down afterwards, and he goes, "Where'd you play your college ball?" I said, "I didn't. I joined the Navy at a high. I had a bad senior year. Joined the Navy out of high school. Spent three years in the Navy, and now I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just getting in shape and playing." He goes, "Solid, you? I said, "26." He goes, "And you have four years of eligibility." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Man, we could use you." He says, "You're not going to get any playing time." He says, but you're 26, you're mature. He says, where are you at from the Midwest? I said, why? He says, because you can shoot, you box out, you talk <laughs> on defense, you got that fundamental game. I said, I'm from Michigan. He said, exactly, Midwest game. He says, here's what we're going to do. He says, I need somebody that can get after. And this was the team. This was Stacey Ogman, Anderson Hunt, Greg Anthony, George Ackelary. This was the crew. i mm-hmm. I played against these guys at the sporting house. So I, I, I didn't back down to nobody. I, I talked mad trash. anybody. And again, I was older, 26. So he goes, we could use a guy like you in practice. Just come meet Tark at his restaurant on Thursday. So the next Thursday, I go into Tark's restaurant. He's sitting in his booth. It's a great story. And I walk in, I sit down and Tark goes, so Keith tells me you can play. I said, would I be here if I couldn't? Mm. And he bobs his head and he says, I have one question. Can you get good grades? And I said, Tark, I'm 26 and I'm white. What do you think? And he starts (laughs) howling. And he looks at me and he goes, okay. He said, i tell you what, you walk on, you go through our preconditioning program for a month in September and I'll let you walk on. I said, fair enough. Two weeks later, I blow out my knee. Now, at the time, I was working for a handicapping service in Las Vegas at the time. And so just about the time I'm getting my knee back in shape, then came the offer to go to work for the Pacino character in New York. And I said, okay, what do I do? I get this job offer of a lifetime or I still try to walk on at UNLV. If I hurt my knee again, I pass up the job offer. And I said, you know what? Some things in life aren't meant to be. Left Vegas, went to New York, and the rest was history. I became kind of the the Jimmy the Greek of our generation. Mm -hmm. Left left the business in 95. Just got tired of it. Got tired of the Pacino character. Got tired of just, just being in New York. And I quit. I walked away. Arrived back in L.A., and I basically said, all right what I just lived would make a phenomenal movie. I don't want a 10 bar. I don't want to wait tables. i tell you what, I'm going to take a job at a golf course as a caddy where writers, producers, directors play golf. I'm going to caddy for them. I'm going to pitch them. I'm going to close them. And I'm going to get this thing made. And sure enough, I took a job at Riviera country club as a caddy. My first loop out of the box was Robbie Krieger, guitarist at the doors. I went out with Robbie single bag Sunday afternoon, smoked a joint with them. We had a great time talking about Jim Morrison and the doors. I remember calling my mom after the lip and said, mom, this movie thing's going to happen. She says, how could you be so sure? I said, because if Robbie Krieger, guitarist at the doors, is my first loop out of the box, I'm in the right place. Right. Five months later, Caddy. Five months later, Caddy, for Rene Russo's husband, Dan Gilroy, who's a screenwriter, pitched him an idea. He loved it. He wrote it. Bam. Five years later, two for the money.
0: Wow. Great story. Shit. Hey, man, yep. it's a result-oriented yep. business. I tell people every day, it's result-oriented, man. You either get it done or you don't. You win or you lose. You fucking graduate or you don't, and you get a scholarship or you don't. Hey, you make a movie or you don't. I don't know. I mean, it don't matter what business you're in. So I, what what's your take, man, on this NCAA deal? Like college football in particular, you know, the play, no play, start, stop, fucking Tim Tebow tells Stephen A today. Um says all those who can be safe should play that's just to me that's the whole there is no if like to me it's all if uh if 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 was a fifth we'd all be fucking drunk so my whole deal is everyone's still wishing in one hand shitting in the other one to see what fills up first and i just don't know there it's really all at the sake of the kids and i heard you say BYU look like grown men first of all because they are they're fucking all 40 years old but um you know, a good friend of mine is a head coach there. It, it blows my mind. Is it changing picks for you because you understand there's 150 All-Americans that are 50 All-Americans and 150 draft picks who opted out? And it's basically a lot of backup kids that wouldn't be playing on the normal level. A lot of quarterbacks in the SEC, a lot of big time players, the, the best receiver in the country. Jamar Chase at LSU opted out. Like, does this affect picks do you shy away from certain things or is this to say, fuck it, we're full go, all gas, no brakes?
1: No, I'll, I'll use South Alabama as a platform of answering your question as a handicapper. There's, there's enough games for you to find value in a game. Now I have my choice every night of, I could release a baseball pick. I could release a college football pick. I could release an NBA playoff pick. Um, and then of course NFL last night. So you can find value somewhere. Now, so many college football picks, and, and, and I'll just say this. I'm fifty seven years old. I'm in very good health. I am not the least bit worried about getting coronaviruses. I'm just speaking from sure. Brandon Lang's perspective sure. of of this pandemic and of this virus, and, and that will segue into your question of, of college football. I think this thing is so overblown <laughs> and so overprotective to people today. Now, I don't get a flu shot. I've never gotten a flu shot. Have I gotten the flu? Yes. Did I get over it with over-the-counter medicine or an antibiotic? Yes. But I don't get a flu shot, and I'm not worried about dying from the flu. I will not get a vaccine for the coronavirus. I'm not worried about the coronavirus. And if I get the coronavirus, I'm very confident that my body We'll fight it and beat it like it did when I got the flu. That's it. Right. If you're a young kid and you're, and you're living your life in fear and you're not going to play college football and administrators aren't going to let these kids play college football because they're afraid of a pandemic and of a whatever, that's the biggest lie that's being sold to the American public right now. You are denying us the ability to live our life the way we want to live our life. And the media has spread fear. And I, I take my hat and I tip my cap to the Big 12 and to the SEC and to the Sun Belt Conference and all these conferences that said, you know what, we're going to play, our kids are going to play, shame on the Big 10 for saying we're not playing, shame on the Pac-12 for saying we're not playing. You know, this whole pandemic took March Madness away. You know, there was a school in Wisconsin, a high school basketball team in Wisconsin, and I don't know if this got the press that it should have gotten, and these kids had played together since the sixth grade, and they, there was nine of them that had played together since the sixth grade, and finally get to their senior year, and they're thirty four and zero, and they're going to bring their first state championship to their school in Wisconsin in the history of their school. These kids together since the sixth grade, and this got shut down, and they were denied something that they're never going to get back. So these kids opting out, are you denying these kids in the Pac twelve and the Big Ten to play? Is the biggest fucking lie I've ever seen. Listen, play sports. It's what these kids live for. It's their drug. It's what they've busted their ass to work for. You know, and, and and I'm glad that these 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 teams are playing tomorrow. I'm glad that we have college football, what games we do have, and I applaud every administration that says, Listen, you can say what you want, but we're playing, and that's it.
0: And and and, and so the part of it, um, you know, I got 85 kids playing D one right now. So obviously I want them to play and I, and, and I've taken different takes on this deal. And, and the, the, the issue is they, 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 uh, you know, this whole pandemic and this whole deal, it's zero zero point zero zero one percent of that target demographic, that age group, it's hasn't gotten it or or not yes. not dying from it etc. So I I get that part of it and I've I've said yep. that all along. Um yep. my whole issue is like either we all need to fucking play though or we don't need to play. Like we ca- we got to stop the stop and start shit because it's going to get I believe it's going to hurt viewership. I think it's going to hurt just like baseball. I think people are going to be like, "Well, fuck it." You know, there was an old saying I always say it. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Just like when the head coach leaves the field and you got an assistant out there, the kids are going to fuck around. These kids in this age bracket are going to party. They're going to go out. They're going to have parties at the fucking Lake of the Ozarks. They're going to have all this shit because there's no clear-cut, decisive fucking what gives you the virus, what beats the virus, what is this virus. Nobody knows. It's all Nobody knows, so these kids are going to go do what they do. And that's why America is a little different in in regards to this whole fucking thing. And I've been telling people this whole thing. Yeah, well, New Zealand don't have it. Well, fuck. New Zealand has a population of fucking Compton. So understand there's a difference. And in our, in our country, it's fucked up as it is to say. We're used to having fucking freedoms and you know it's going to be hard to get a bunch of kids to say i'm not going out and i'm gonna i'm not gonna party when uh when they don't know what the fuck's really this what this really is and the only issue i have with the kids is this is their one-time shop to stop and get this something done and when they came out and said we we're demanding all these things to change for coaches they they wanted pac-12 coaching salaries to be reduced and these are the players But then when they told them we're not going to play, they come out with hashtag we want to play. And then the kind of the protesting kind of stopped. So that's kind of my whole thing as a coach. I kind of thought that was uh, like, you know, you copped out, you had your shot and you fucking you, 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 you shot your wad. And now you just gave up on that whole thought. And now you want to play again, which I understand. But, you know, hey, stand for nothing. You'll fall for anything. But so it doesn't affect your picks at all then.
1: No, because you'll you know South Alabama had sixteen starters back. They played well down the stretch last year. The yeah. quarterback Trotter was was sensational the last four weeks of last year. Southern Miss had to replace a lot of guys. South Alabama had two receivers go over hundred yards. They were a twelve point underdog and they won the game outright, 32-21. Now go back to the BYU game. BYU had all five starters back on their offensive mm-hmm. line, one hundred and ten starts together. So now mm-hmm. you're going on the road with a, with a uh, just a very big veteran offensive line you could watch the first series of that game and see BYU gash the defensive line of navy and no this game's over it's over 55-3 later so you're going to have value you're going to find value you're going to find teams that have everybody back and i always go by the same thing when you handicap football i start with handicapping who's going to control the line of scrimmage sometimes you come to that decision and say well that that's going to be pretty even so then from there you're like okay now let me look at my quarterbacks do I have a clear-cut advantage at quarterback? All right, well, quarterback's kind of even. All right, now let me go out to the wide receivers and the defensive secondaries, and you kind of just kind of build from there. And then when you build all that, then you go, okay, what's the point spread? Now, last night, like, the point spread was nine. And I essentially said, I said, you know what? I like this Kansas City team. It's basically the same offense back from last year, with the exception being the kid from LSU, the, 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 the starting in the backfield sure. who had a monster game. And I said, you know what? I will lose with Kansas City before I try to win with Houston. And you listen, you can say whatever you want, but but I was impressed with the Kansas City offense last night. Yeah, their defense one. More wanted, impre- yeah. oh my lord, spagnuolo has got him some talent, got him some boys and got them playing well. Yeah. Uh, I hate to say it, but but they look like they're in a position to repeat, that's how good they look last night. So just glad to have NFL back.
0: No, nah, they are, um, and and I don't think anyone. I just I think Bill O'Brien's fucked. He's a GM and the head coach of the Texans. I got a kid starting at corner for the Texans, number thirty-two, Lonnie Johnson, and and I got two kids in South Alabama playing. But I I was like, you know what? The problem is we don't. They, they took away fucking the Hopkins, and you're asking for him to make chicken shit uh in the chicken salad and they don't have they don't have fucking any talent on that perimeter so they're gonna be loaded boxes against deshaun watson who now is the second highest paid guy who comes out looking like chicken shit last night and it's just uh he don't have the pieces around the man i'm just telling you and i don't think it's very uh I don't think you can put all your. You can pay this guy all you want, but fuck! It takes uh, some talent around you. You know, he, he, Mahomes has fucking dudes around him, and they just added another yeah. one. They just added another one in the backfield, who's going to end up being another. You know, he's he's kind of like uh, Warwick Dunn, and you're going to have a small guy behind a big old line, and with 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 guys putting guys in in bad mismatch problems with the wide receiver crew. So. I don't know, man. I, I think Kansas City's set up, uh, like you said, um, to, to repeat. But um, you know that that Houston team, and then you know, are you gonna are you gonna have an issue picking the Patriots when they come down to playing because they got twelve dudes that have opted out, um, especially like a Hightower, their best player on defense, and guys like that. Does that does that does that put your football knowledge into effect and say, okay, now I know Billichick's a winner. I'm gonna go with Billichick now even with uh, average Joe's out there, or do you still say, Oh fuck, I'm going to stay away from this.
1: No, I think the Patriots are in trouble. I think the Patriots are in trouble all year. Uh, I like the signing of cam, but you said it, you can, you can sign cam and, 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 and make cam the captain and, and do whatever. But <laughs> the pieces are the pieces around cam aren't exactly, mm-hmm. um, filet mignon and, 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 you know, uh, prime rib tips. It's new England's in some trouble. I said it. I said, as soon as they, listen, when they lost the last week of the regular season to the Dolphins to lose their first round bye, then the Titans went in there Derrick Henry and just pummeled them, controlling the line of scrimmage. I said the run's over. And then Brady left. And then all these players opted out. And they traded a bunch of players and released a bunch of players. Belichick, I, I, I've called for the Patriots not to pick the playoffs. I did 25 radio shows yesterday. And I said this to everybody. Was like, no, no. I'm like, listen, Belichick will rebuild it. Right. He'll make it. He'll make another run at a Super Bowl before it's all said and done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he is he is planning for the future. He is he has Trevor Lawrence on his radar. It wouldn't surprise me to see him tank this year, and and get Trevor Lawrence. I mean he, he he everyone plays checkers. Well, he's playing chess. I, I really believe Belichick is going to. This sounds as crazy as it gets. Sacrifice this they're not going to be very good. Right. Once people get past the fact that the you can't be as good as they've been for so long and it finally not catch up to you in the NFL. I'm sorry. It's it's unbelievable what they've done. But they're gonna have a couple years where we're gonna have to accept, wow, the changing of the guard is happening in the AFC West. Buffalo Bills are a legit football team with that D-line and that defense and the noise they made last year. Keep an eye on the Buffalo Bills. I have them win the AFC East at plus 120 and the over-under wins for them is nine and I have them getting more than nine wins. I'm really high on the Buffalo Bills. It's going to be a long year for the New England Patriots.
0: Wow. Now, let me ask you this. I agree on certain parts of that because uh, I don't know about the tanking part. I don't know if it's in his DNA. He's a Bill Parcells guy, but what I do believe in, he wouldn't have let all those guys leave with so with so least with less with that least resistance because if if they meant something and he wanted this season to mean something, I think he thinks this is a fucking JV season just like Nick Saban does, and we're gonna wait till twenty one and we're gonna hit reset because I. I don't think he lets Hightower go that easily. I don't think he lets a lot of these guys go. Twelve fucking guys. I mean, they had more people opt out than any other team. What does that tell you? I yep. mean, I'm not surprised exactly. he's not having backdoor meetings and saying, "Listen, man, you guys need to go chill the fuck out this year." And I'll make my twenty million dollars a year as a head coach, and we'll fucking come back next year. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised in that. I just, I think he will fuck with some teams because uh, he's such a great. Uh, schemer, I think he's going to fuck with some people and make it hard with average Joe's and, and just prove what he's been doing forever. But I still don't think they have enough Jimmy's and Joe's at the end of the day. Um, like I, I do agree. The bills are the team in the East. Miami's even better. Um, and you know, if, 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 if the Jets quarterback situation, if Darnold can figure it out, um, they're not, they're not going to be that bad um, on offense. So, Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Now, let me explain to the novice better, um, if you will. What is the plus and the minus? So, when they say plus 120 and minus 220, what what does that mean to the novice better out there? Like, so they can grasp it. I got guys on YouTube asking.
1: All right. So, a plus and a minus. So, uh, you're always going to have a favorite, you're always going to have an underdog. So, the the minus is the favorite, the plus is the underdog. So, when I say the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East are plus 120, that means if you bet 100, you win 120. Mm. So, that's good. So, that's good value. You're getting the underdog. Now, every bet you make, every single bet you make, there's a 10% tax. So, all the point spread is from Las Vegas, Nevada is Vegas throws a number out there that they think by throwing that number out there, they can get people to bet both sides of the game. Now, if they – and we'll use this as an example. Last night, Kansas City and Houston, the opening point spread number was Kansas City minus 11.5. Well, people thought Houston plus 11.5 points, that means they're winning 11.5 to nothing before the game starts that Houston was a good bet. So people started betting Houston. Well, what does Vegas have to do? Well, you start getting a hundred thousand on Houston and 200,000 on Houston and 300,000 on Houston. And you get no money on Kansas city. Well, now you have to move the line down mm. to start getting people to bet the other side. Cause what Vegas doesn't want is when the betting's done, They don't want 80% of the money on Houston and 20% money on the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Houston ends up covering and Vegas gets beat. So Mm. they moved the line. So so last night Vegas actually won because people bet Houston at 11.5, 11, 10, 9.5, 9. So you had all that Houston money. Then when it got to 9, you had some KC money come in at minus 9, then it went back up to 9.5, and and then it went to 10. So Vegas had 75% Houston money. 25% 25% KC money, and Vegas made a nice profit last night because most of the public bet Houston plus the points last night. Now, if you have a pick'em game, that means Vegas really doesn't know who's going to win, so they put the game out of pick'em, and then they say to the public, "You guys can pick who you think's going to win that game out of pick'em." So, uh, the closest thing to a pick'em this weekend is Atlanta and Seattle. Atlanta and Seattle mm-hmm. is like Seattle's minus one. So basically Vegas is saying we don't know. We think we'll make Seattle just a small road favorite at minus one. So if you want to bet that game, whether you bet Seattle or whether you bet Atlanta, you still have to bet 110 to win 100 because you have to pay 10% tax or mm-hmm. it's called the VIG. You hear people talk about the VIG, got to pay the VIG. Any bet you make, it's, it's 10%. Uh, Vegas charges you 10% tax to take the bet. At a sports book you have to you have to pay the ten percent tax.
0: Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm taking notes, brother. So, 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 who, so people go bet what on anything? BetOnline.ag is one of my sponsors. So, is, is that a betting site people can go to, or where do they go? They got to go to their own, or? Um, well, that's that's where they can go,
1: and and that's a site they can bet on. All I do at BrandonLang.com is I have my pick there. The last night you'd have gone there, you'd have bought my pick on Kansas City. Uh, you then would have went to the, the site that's uh, that's part of your show, Bet AG, and you would have bet, you open up your account, you put $200 in the account, you put $100 on Kansas City, and now your account's at 300 That's how it works. That's exactly how it's supposed to work. Now, you'll come back to me tonight. Um, I do think Boston, minus the points, is going to wrap it up against Toronto. That series kind of have whatever team did this in this mm-hmm. game, the very next game at the opposite happened. So I think Boston's the better team. Um, so you get Boston tonight. I don't know how I'm using college football tomorrow, but you'd go to my site, you would pay me yeah. for my pick, and then you go bet it. And if it wins, you're going to come back to me again. That's how the site works. I got a, I got people who have gone there, and, and every year they just buy a year package. Mm. They spend 1900 dollars. They get every pick for the year. They're done, and then they just come to the site every day. I have people that buy a week package, a month package. I have people that buy uh, a consensus package. I, I have 10 handicappers on the website, 10 really good handicappers. I think every handicapper won last night, so it was a good night for the site. So that's how we do it. And I just wow. tell people I like it that way. You decide whether you want to buy the pick or not. i got to provide a winning product. Uh, right now we're on a uh, on a really, really good roll. I was on an unbelievable tear before the pandemic hit. Uh, hit the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. And then I went on a 19 and 4 college basketball run, and this fucking coronavirus took March Madness away from me, cost me probably 100 grand. Yeah, no so, doubt, no doubt. With, the pan- with the pandemic now done and sports is back, we picked up right where we left off. And, and, and you know, knock on wood, we're in a really good, really good. Really good place right now. So, Lord I'm willing, we keep it going.
0: So, BrandonLang dot com, and you and you bet everything. People can go on there and get your pick on MMA, fucking anything. Or you do? Are you specific or?
1: Most of my guys do everything. I just stick to basketball, baseball, and football. I got you. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. No to doubt. MMA, no horse doubt. racing, and hockey. No and shit. Bro, I'm, I'm busy enough just trying to get through college and NFL. I've always said this: the first for me. I'm working 18, 19 hours a day because the first three weeks of college football is really, really hard. I watch every game, my notes on the game, go into the local papers of that college city, and and just keep pouring over, matching up who, which starters are back, who's playing, who's not, depth chart, so on and so forth. It's you know, and then once I've seen teams play two or three weeks, then I'm uh, I'm pretty good. But for me, the first two weeks of college football is. Uh, now, like South Alabama again on Saturday, they're 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 at home, open up their new stadium against Tulane. They're I think they're an eight point home underdog. I'm coming right back with them again to to play well and, and potentially pull off another upset. I really like this uh, South Alabama team.
0: Wow. Well, hey, uh, they're, they got some good players. We got two linebackers from from my show on on that team. So they uh they're uh they're going to be a team to reckon with for sure in that division. And uh, the head coach is a good dude. He's a junior college guy like myself. So. Um, you know, he was, he was formerly at a, another school in in Arkansas, FCS school. So he's done wonderful. So what's
1: there. up with, so what's up with, so are you, are your kids in camp or you guys aren't playing?
0: No, no, no. I'm not done. I'm, I'm done, man. I I resigned. Done. I resigned uh, the year after this, uh, the, after the second year, they filmed me on the second year, of last chance I resigned, man, came back to California, bought a new house out here and, uh, I'm back in, in uh, old stomping grounds, basically living living back out here. So, um, I got my own whiskey and cigar line that launched on August first. Slap dick whiskey and cigars, and uh, that's going well. And then, uh, you know, I got a best selling book out, and and uh, besides that, man, I'm I'm just uh, kind of hanging out doing doing everything, doing the podcast now and different shit like that. So,
1: what part of Cali?
0: Uh, right outside L.A. Uh, about about forty five minutes, an hour outside East in the Inland Empire area.
1: Yep, I know right where you're at. Yeah. I lived in yeah, again. I caddied at Riviera Country Club and lived in L.A. for fifteen years. So, so, so yeah, Riv- yeah, Riviera
0: out in L.A. Yeah,
1: okay. Riviera Country Club.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell so, yeah, no doubt. Hey Albert, man, people don't Albert. get it. You hustle, man. You had to hustle, and people under, people don't get. I try to tell him, I said, I don't care what profession you're in, what political political view you have, it's result-oriented, man. Like, you said you work 19, 20 hours. I try to tell coaches. Used to bitch at us because we work 19, 20 hours. I'm like, this guy's a betting handicapper who fucking works 20 hours, and I said he's because he wants to be the best at it, which he is. So guess what? He goes and finds the paper at South Alabama in that town and finds out every single thing there is, and does his research. I, people don't understand. I said, it's results-oriented, man. I mean, you can be half-assed if you want, or you're going to be great at it, and uh, some people just don't understand that, and I think they they don't know the term turnover rocks. They don't understand how to fucking figure shit out. They want everything handed to them, especially this new generation, man. It's, it's instant gratification and enabled and fucking, that's why you see all these kids transferring and, and, and doing all these decommit tweets after they committed. Well, fuck. Go find out what commitment means first, you fucking slapdick. But that's what it is. I don't know, man. I, I mean, you know, it's fucked up. But I, I'm going to go check out your site for sure, man. I, so do you do betting individual? You don't do the fantasy shit, DraftKings shit, any of that?
1: Don't have don't have time. I have friends that call me all the time say, who should I start? The only thing I can really tell them is what I think is going to be a high-scoring game and what I think is going to be a low-scoring game. If, if. If I tell my friends, listen, this is going to be a high-scoring game, so whatever players you have involved in this game, you'll get some points from them. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I can sure. do. Like I told you, I'm I'm so busy yeah. handicapping yeah. the, the, the individual game that I could spend five minutes on a game or I could spend – 45 minutes on a game. What I do is I, I write down what I think my point spread is for the game. And then I get Vegas' point spread for the game. And then if there's a difference there, I circle that game and I come back to it. And then I'll dig into it. And that's what I said that leads me. And then once I start to dig into it, I'm like, well, these, this, this player got this many minutes. This player, Let me go in and see, make sure this guy's playing. Let me go watch the coach's video. Let me go. And, and while you're doing that and going back and forth on the net, you spent 25 minutes just on that game. There's not enough time in the day to properly handicap each and every game. So you just, you just make sure that you, you do as much as you can. Before I release a game on the website, I make sure I've, I've, I've left no stone unturned because if oh, I yeah. did, that would be a, a disservice to yeah. my clients. And I will tell you this. It's very rare, especially during football season, that I'll put out a pick on my website, and I give this as an example. BYU's offensive line was going to dominate the game. They're going to dominate the trenches. The line on that game was BYU minus one. That means all they had to do was win by more than one to cover your bet. Now, imagine I told my clients, take Navy. Right. They played great last year. They were going to uh, replace Reynolds with this new quarterback, and I like the Naval Academy. They're going to play just like Army did, and I like Navy. Now, you pay me for that pick, and you watch the game, and Navy loses fifty-five-three. You're going to set back and say, "What the, the guy. fuck was yeah. he thinking?" Right. I mean, how bad a pick is that? I, you will, you could you could get my, every football pick I release for the entire year, and I may have two clunkers where I just flat out miss it. Most of the time, I'm, we're going to be right where we're supposed to be. And I'd say there's three things you can't handicap penalties, turnovers, and coaching stupidity. Mm -hmm. And they all happen in the confines of every single game you watch. They all happen. You just got to hope that they don't happen on the game that you've told your clients (laughs) to bet. And if we can avert those three things, for the most part, we're going to be on the right side of the game, and we're going to win more games, than we lose. And that's kind of my business model.
0: Now, but you've got to have, there's got to be some doubt in your mind um, when you're making these picks. Cause Navy and BYU weren't supposed to play game one. They weren't even fucking supposed to, They Navy found out they were playing them when August fucking 20th or some shit. I mean, that's just like Marshall playing Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky found out on the 28th of August that they were going to play uh, Marshall and got drug. Obviously there's a lot of that situation. Obviously BYU schedule went from the hardest to one of the easiest now, because now they don't have to play fucking half the teams that were on their schedule. Um, you know, they had a daunting schedule if if you you already know, and now they don't. So are they considered a good pick now going forward and can you win money on that, even though they're not supposed to play the teams they were supposed to play? Or do you have to take that into do you have to find a new team now? Okay, now I gotta go find out who the fuck Eastern Michigan or Eastern Kentucky is when they play Marshall and make that pick, or do you stay away from it?
1: I'll stay away from that. I'll 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 use BYU again. They're they're legit. They're oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're 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 legit and sometimes it takes Vegas yep it takes Vegas a few weeks to catch up to a team i will just tell you this that when when you make a pick you're always going to have that voice in your head that says right this is too good to be true or you're a little nervous cuz let's make sure we're clear on this and you as a coach understand this better than anyone you're still betting Okay. on the human element yep. of human players. And the one thing also you can't control is human error. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're still betting on human beings and you're handicapping them to do certain things at certain times based on what they've done in the past. That's why you have numbers and statistics and, and, and so on and so forth. Right? Uh, you're, you're always nervous making a pick. Was I Was I nervous with Kansas City-Houston last night? Yeah, a little bit, a lot of unknowns. but I still felt the right side of the game was Mahomes and Kansas City at home, and and then again, Andy Reid in the month of September right. has his teams ready to play. In the month of September, their last ten games, the Kansas City Chiefs are nine and one.
0: Right, Andy
1: Reid has his kids ready to play early on. And I just said, I'm, I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna roll up my sleeves and jump on that foxhole with Andy Reid and Mahomes and the no, Kansas City Chiefs. So no doubt. it was, it, it was good. But guess what? I can only enjoy it for about another six hours until that NBA game yeah. tips tonight. I coach, and then that, and now Damn. I'm on the line for that pick. And then if that pick loses. Nobody gives a fuck. Better, you, you, yep. Nobody gives a fuck. You better have a winner for me on Saturday.
0: That's yep. the life. What have you done for Andy me Cameron. lately? Yeah. It's just yep. is that like coaching, man? Uh, shit. You the go to the hero, brother. Uh, shit. Yeah. I, I don't so yep. what should I tell the fans what game stay away from this week? NFL wise Sunday. And in what game do you do you like the most?
1: I think you should stay away from from Tampa Bay and New Orleans simply because Evans is now questionable with a hamstring injury. so What's new? You're kind of you're losing some, some, some value there, which sucks for Brady. Um, Big Ben coming back for Pittsburgh and the Giants on Monday night. Stay away from it. I really like the Tennessee Titans over Denver. Vaughn Miller is out, heart and soul, that defense. Titans come in there with Derrick Henry, Tannehill, pretty much the whole offense intact. Clowny. Uh, I, I really like this Tennessee team. Uh, on the road at Denver, uh, I'm going to force Locke to step up only his seventh career start um, mm-hmm. against the Titans. I do like Tennessee a little bit. Another game I like, and, and, and call me crazy, but I, I really like Philadelphia to roll into Washington and beat the doors off Washington. They, uh, they've, they've beaten them, one and covered their last four. And the other game that I like a lot is I'm going to roll the dice with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I've said this before. Aaron Rodgers beat him both times last year, and uh, I think he beats him both times this year. Uh, Give me Green Bay over Minnesota.
0: Wow, that's a good one. Minnesota's got great defense, great defensive-minded coach. Got rid of Diggs. Uh, It's going to be interesting. Um, Eagles over Washington. Do they they even have a fucking name yet?
1: No, they're the Washington (laughs) football team.
0: What a fucking joke, man. Um, And then you said stay away from the pits pit and the giants, new Orleans and Tampa. And, uh, and you like the Titans over Denver and Philly over Washington uh, and green Bay. Not bad. Well, shit,
1: not bad at all. There we go. Who you got in uh,
0: who who you got in the NBA finals? Oh,
1: no one's beating LeBron in the
0: brow. Oh, nobody. That's what I've been saying. The same thing. I don't give a fuck about the JV team, man. a there's a stigma. There's a, there's going to be a doubt in their mind when they play next week. Can we beat the team with fifteen banners in our fucking own gym? Because we don't have a banner. I just I try to tell people that they are who you thought they were. The Browns are are who they thought they were. Like them fucking yep. I don't know. I, I I don't. You got the Browns being shitty again?
1: They'll 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 win a few games, but I just I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield.
0: Oh, he's horrible. I'm just gonna it's tell not. you he's horrible. Just not.
1: Second coming to Johnny Manziel.
0: Uh, that's exactly right. They're the same fucking DNA, man. Same people. so yep. I, Once
1: he ran, once he ran from the cops and that little <laughs> little shenanigan and got thrown to the ground. I just said, you know what? He's a he's a better. I, I don't want to make sure I say this the right way. He's a better kid than Johnny Manziel. He's got better right. morals for the most part right. than Johnny Manziel, and he ain't gonna go down the drug infested road that Johnny Manziel went down. But from a from a football standpoint. He's kind of under that same, yeah. same guide as, no, as Manziel as far as trying to execute an offense at his side.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Who who you got the Lakers playing?
1: Um, I wouldn't sleep on the Miami Heat. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think Spelæstra has something special there. Yeah, he really does. He's uh, he's got something special, and and he's ready to roll. So that's what
0: I got right there. Really, we beat in Boston, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I got Boston playing the Lakers old school just because of you know, it's one of those years, man. Kobe dies, fucking John Thompson passes. I mean, it just makes it sense that it's sometimes destiny's a motherfucker, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm a wishful thinker. Wishing one hand shit in the other one. See what fills up first. <laughs> hey man, I I hope we can do it again, man. Maybe we could do it on a fucking weekly basis or something. I don't know. Brandon Lang dot com, go check it out. Uh, make sure you uh, go in there and uh, this guy's fucking has a movie named after him for a reason, fellas. So go understand, um, kind of pick his brain on his website, brandonlang.com. Check it out. And uh, hey, Brandon, I appreciate you coming on the Slapstick pod, man. And uh, let's do it again.
1: You got it, brother, man. Be good.
0: You too, brother. Appreciate you. Peace. All right, Brandon Lang. Uh, hey, man, he knows his shit. Like I see, uh, YouTube, I know you guys are talking. He does know his shit, obviously. Um, He fucking wins, man. So go check it out, BrandonLang.com. And, uh, you know, uh, you can uh, can go follow his... uh, He don't have social media, so go find his uh, website. And like I said, I might go fuck with him, man. Shit, he don't do fantasy shit, but he does do the picks. And if you watch that movie, Two for the Money, Matthew McConaughey played him. And the guy he was talking about was Al Pacino, who he ended up saying he didn't get along with and ended up fucking getting into into other things. So he left and went back to Vegas. So small world. Um good shit though. You can tell he knows what he's talking about. And I'm interested to see um his picks this week. Before I go bet some money, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking check his picks and see if the fuck he knows what he's talking about. So hey, I appreciate him coming on, um, Brandon Lang. So I'm gonna pick Seattle over Atlanta. Um I just I'm gonna bet fucking Russell Wilson, man. That's my pick. Uh, and uh, you know, that's a pick 'em game, so I might put a hundred on Seattle, man, going into Atlanta. Um, who knows? So I do like the Tennessee over Denver, um, with that turmoil. Um, we'll see. New Orleans, Tampa, I I agree with him. I will stay away from that pick. That that seems like a. It seems like a fucking interesting pick. But I do have Brady on my fantasy DraftKings this week. I think hopefully he gets going. Uh, he goes nuts even without um, the fucking hamstring who's always hurt in um, Evan. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens. And uh, like I said, appreciate you YouTubers tuning in. Like I said, I know you, some of you guys are talking about the tiers. Listen, on, on next week we're starting our tier stuff. And I, like I said, I got a coach's clinic that I'm going to do um, three times a week. And I'm literally going to be on the board, watching film, everything. So, um, and there'll be some perks with that. And then obviously the last chance you one, which I'm going to start commenting on. I'll watch last chance you the night before. I'll have a bunch of notes and I'll be, uh, pre- I'll be showing that and presenting it and uh, advertising it as we get going. So slap dick whiskey, slap dick cigars, go get you one. CoachJBStore.com, SlapDickCigars.com, and uh, if you want a book, I'm selling the book signed as well, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, number one bestseller, and you can Venmo me for that, CoachJB12. So, hey man, I appreciate you guys. Hopefully, uh, your picks come through, and uh, you listen to Brandon Lang, too for the Money, and uh, hey man, be safe this weekend. I'll talk to you guys Sunday. I'll be back Sunday on YouTube and uh, on the podcast. I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk back, man.